la 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 this week in smart go with your host fat kev smith hey everybody it's fat kev smith trustworthy kev smith here letting you know about some happenings in the world of smart go hipping you to the happenings this week in smart co uh right now you can go to hulu.com and check out the brand new episode of the smart co show spoilers man check it out man go to hulu.com slash spoilers check out all three episodes we've done so far uh since it's a new week you know that means new jay and bob get old on wednesday of course there's some clips if you want to watch them go to youtube slash csmod that's our sit smod co internet television channel and uh you can watch clips of uh ba- a bit of babble me and ralph sitting there talking about thor and you can watch clips from Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and me and Mr. Jason Muse. Uh, it's a new week, so there's a brand new Fat Man on Batman, which is a podcast that Smodco dropped a couple weeks ago, tearing up the charts, number one on iTunes and whatnot. Everyone seems very, very pleased with it. Uh, my God, it is oral delight. A-U-R-A-L, man. He tickles the ear pussy in a big, bad way. Just finds your clitoris and gives you an eargasm that's what we do with smodco we'd make talk sexy july 14th looking ahead you going to san diego comic-con you better be man and while you're there go to hall h on saturday night for my annual q a that's right i'm gonna stand up there and tell you a bunch of stuff tell you about smart tell you about the tv shows tell you about hit somebody tell you about some comics we got coming lots of announcements going on you'll want to be there when it happens July 14th, that's the Saturday of Comic-Con weekend, Hall H Q&A, as per usual, me at the end of the night, cussing my fool fucking head off. But then, here's a little bit different, run across the street right after that, man. Get your fat ass uh, to the House of Blues because me and Ralph are doing Comic-Con Babylon, man, for the second year in a row. 11 p.m. show, it's late night, going to be sexy. Tickets available at csmod.com. Speaking of me and Ralph and being sexy and being out of our Los Angeles uh, home base, we're going to Ottawa, man. The Hollywood Babylon Canadian premiere and my personal uh, auto, Ottawa premiere in Canada's uh, nation's capital. Me and Ralph going to be at the Center Point Theater doing Ottawa Babylon on August 25th. Uh, go to csmod.com for tickets. Me and Scott Mosier, a week before that, we're going to be doing live smodcasts in Portland. Portland, Oregon, man, not Portland, Maine. Don't get your hopes up there, Maine. Uh, Portland, Oregon at the Aladdin, August 17th. Tickets available at csmod.com. But if you're like, hey, I don't want to pay for any of this shit. I like my shit from Smodcast free. Well, guess what? You can go to the YouTube channel, YouTube slash csmod. Fall down the rabbit hole at SIT, man. Smodco Internet Television. And when you're driving and you're not stoned, put us in your ear pussy. Let us tickle your ear pussy, man, hard with our eargasmic music. Uh, Smodco Internet Radio, man. Sir is uh, there for you at all times. Uh, don't forget to watch uh, spoilers this week on Hulu and we'll have more information about more shows coming. In fact, uh, the comic book man season two starts shooting very soon. People get ready. There you go, man. That's this week in Smodco. I'm Kevin Smith. Now on with the show.
Pow, pow, pow. Episode 36, Team Jack. I'm Jack Morrissey. We're back again. Garth Franklin, Nick Hello. Fink, Ryan Brookhart, Matt Cohen. We'll do all the Twitter boilerplate later. Also, it feels like I, I have to plug all the various um, tentacles of the Team Jack Empire. We'll do that later. Matt Cohen's got a bottle of THC lemonade cracked open, hydroponics lemonade. Is it good? good? And Matt, don't, don't finish the whole bottle. <laughs> you wanted to? Okay, you can finish the whole bottle. It's, <laughs> is that all it says? <laughs> I, can I can taste that? The, May I have a little... This is this probiotic lemonade. Wrap your lips around that bottleneck, Ryan Brookhart. Mm, we'll try. Try some. Did you, have, <laughs> did you have some? I thought you did. Oh, that's right. You don't. You don't do anything like illegal. That's right. I forget. Don't forget to pass the mic a little bit when you're I'm looking out for my. Uh, <laughs> um, the mic is in my mouth. Um. Yeah. No. I, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh. <laughs> no, you're protecting your instrument. Exactly. Uh, remember last week that awesome song? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Holy shit. It's like I've been drinking drinking out of that Feels bottle. Like it just happened. Yeah. Oh my god, mom's song, the greatest episode ever. And how many followers do you have on Twitter now, Nick Fink? It's, I, it's project. It's blown up. It's, it's unbelievable. It's crazy what's happened. Ever since Justin Bieber tweeted about it, yeah. it's unbelievable. I mean, I didn't expect it, but you know, you I'm and Carly Rae Jepsen. And I'm now the dating song of the summer. I'm now dating Nick's ex. From uh, American Idol. And we're, we're going to be on the next season. How, how big is her ass hey, now? Yeah, yeah, she was, still, she hey, was, man, that's, that's my girlfriend. You're that's your girlfriend. I'm sorry. Yeah. Man, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You want to stuff her muffin? <laughs> do I want to stuff her muffin? Yeah. You're you want to be in? I'm also a Kinsey in. six. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, here we are. And let's see. What's changed in the world? Well, the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn, Breaking Dawn Part 2 uh, teaser trailer, the second teaser trailer premiered, it wildly exceeded expectations. Of course, Brooke Rickles Everybody would, e- even the, the <laughs> Kinsey Zero fanboys, just like so beyond thrilled and stoked. A zero is, okay, so the Kinsey scale, which was invented by Alfred Kinsey, subject of Bill Condon's masterful uh, biography, filmed biography. Um Invented a scale that went from zero to six, I think, in the 1940s. Since then, we've... No. Zero to six. Since then, we've come to understand human sexuality with uh, a great degree more complexity than Proc, Professor Kinsey, um, was able to see in his day. But he was still a massive pioneer and uh, created, amongst other things, while there are two things that are of interest to listeners of this podcast. Number one, the Kinsey scale, zero to six. A zero is someone who is perfectly heterosexual in actual experience, fantasy, um, desire, really. it's just desire no questioning whatsoever. practice. Yeah, um, exactly. And a six... Yeah, you know, yeah. Not even hidden desire. Yeah, it's just exactly. six is someone who's perfectly homosexual in experience, in fantasy. And by the way, sex sex is a continuum. So over the course of your life, it's you can't some people I mean everybody's everybody's completely different from everybody else, which is another Kinsey thing. So some people will be parked at a four for their entire life. And a four would really best describe 
their actual experience over the course of their life. But many other people can be expected to move up and down that scale over the course of a life. Um, someone who has or an evening exclusively homosexuals is <laughs> homosexual experiences exactly as a young man, but then starts having heterosex- heterosexual experiences in middle age, and so on and so forth. The other very very can, few people are actually zero or six. It's more they yeah. average they average out somewhere. It's more like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> um, which brings us to the next thing that Kinsey is known for that no one really knows about, which is. He developed a way to uh, a way to code um, the unbelievable uh, diversity of human sexuality uh, as he was uh, taking sex histories from people, which is something that he pioneered, and compiling all that data at the Kinsey Institute uh, at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana, which is still there to this day. Um, but as he traveled uh, crisscrossing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth across the country with his team of research associates who are also aiding in the, the collecting and uh, compilation of all this data, they found that they had a hard time talking about the day's work over dinner <laughs> in nice restaurants <laughs> in, for instance, Centerville, Ohio yeah. or Fargo because – At a Chili's or a – Patrons at nearby tables would hear what they were discussing and would obviously call the manager over and say, could you please tell that man? And so the term S&M actually was born so that... That's right. So S&M. Yep. So BJ would be... (laughs) Um, No, I don't think BJ... <laughs> he would describe that as an expression that would was used by a lower level male. Right. It's me. As opposed to uh oral sex. Yeah. <laughs> Mouth favors. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that might be a good title. Mouth favors. Yeah. It's for this episode. Mouth favors. That's a great title. What so, else has so, changed so in like, the week since the last episode? We're one week closer to Comic Con. Yep. Two weeks off. Garth, you had an amazing uh, visit with Warner Brother and Legendary, where they showed you pretty much working <laughs> pretty cuts much of, Man of Steel their entire <laughs> slate for the coming year. Man of Steel, J- Brian Singer's Jack the Giant Killer, yep. Brian Singer's uh, Battlestar Galactica live action movie. <laughs> amazing um, movie, amazing. Movie. They all deliver, don't they? Yeah, yeah. totally. Something they all deliver. Something. Popcorn thrills for the next Dark year. Dark Knight, <laughs> Dark Knight, which is coming out interesting, interestingly to me, after Comic Con. Yeah. Yes, the week after. So we can expect, which is no. sort of not the norm. Are you, th- are you thinking screenings there? Apparently not. Not a screening necessarily, but probably a Presence, Tumblr, yes. yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah Don't you think? I, I would assume there'd be a Tumblr there. Ooh, I'd love to see a Tumblr. But yeah, they've, they've kept, but the, oh. the, that whole franchise has been kept very low-key at Comic-Con's past. I mean, Dark Knight, when that came out, there was only like viral games and right. sort of dollar bills that were handed out. They were, they were deliberately avoiding putting Dark Knight anywhere near the Comic-Con. Meanwhile, if we haven't already if we haven't already explained this on a previous episode of Team Jack, let me just take ten seconds to explain that anytime you're driving around town and you see posters that seemingly have been pasted up on plywood that might be protecting or or concealing a construction site uh, in the marketing movie certainly movie marketing if not overall marketing business that's referred to as wild posting which mm-hmm. might also be a good title for this episode mm-hmm. um have you noticed <laughs> <laughs> just keep up with whatever I, my mind is 
Matt Cohen. Since arriving from Sydney, Garth, have you seen all the wild posting all over town for Total Recall? Yes, I have. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a Doesn't few. it also seem kind of terrible? <laughs> and since when does recall, as Mike Enriquez pointed out to me as we drove past one of the billboards last night on or two nights ago on Sunset, since when does re- since when is recalled spelled with a K? Because there it directs you to two different sites. Yeah, I know, the phony viral sites and whatnot, but I think it's actually clever and I gotta say the trailer the movie may not be the, good. Trailer, the trailer delivers is great. Trailer's amazing. Good, yeah. But Recall is the name of the, the corporation, the, yeah. the Wayland yutani yeah. of, yeah. of the Basically. Total Recall universe. Yeah. Yeah. Total Recall also, <clears throat> like Blade Runner, based on a, a story novel, short story by Philip, Philip K. K. Dick, Dick. Yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. I can remember for you the original story. I can remember it for you wholesale. For you wholesale? For, yeah. yeah. That's right. right. As opposed to? As opposed to what? Do Android stream of electric sheep, which is Blade Runner. became Blade Runner. Right. Um, yeah, Minority Report was Minority Report. <laughs> yeah, what was Minority Report? It was Minority, minority, report, was minority yeah. report. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but is everybody hearing that Total Recall is much better than the, anybody thought it would be when, for yeah. instance, at last year's Comic Con, which you did not come over for, they had one of the police vehicles from the Republic of New London with a couple of the they had a couple androids of the suited up guys flanked, yeah. yeah, which are either stormtroopers or yeah. androids of some sort. Yeah. From the Total Recall universe, it, you know, it looked, the new Total Recall universe. It looked just cool enough, but yeah, I it looks super cool. Everything I've heard, I've, you know, just comes out in August, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that it actually it delivers. Yeah, that's it. They have to believe. They have to believe that it does deliver, and that it that it's going to have the ability to perform. If they're already out, um, in the middle of June, with outdoor, all kinds of outdoor, not just wild mm-hmm. posting, but billboards yeah. and stuff. For a title that's releasing in August, when, by the way, the aforementioned Dark Knight doesn't have a single outdoor placement up yet but here Dark in Knight, Los Angeles. Dark Knight comes with its own, you know, it's basically sold already. Yeah, Everyone they don't have to do to the go, work, except have to spend the, money on the woman who runs marketing for Warner, mm. who is, no, no, oh, that's yeah. some now Lionsgate. Yeah. Um, what the hell is her name? It comes up all the time. She, at least in Los Angeles, and I presume then in New York or in Chicago, mm. in major urban areas, she loves her outdoor. Mm. I mean, the outdoor for, and literally, she just holds all of these placements year-round <laughs> so that typically overnight is when they switch them out, and usually it's Sunday night into Monday morning. Mm. Suddenly, where yesterday there were 10,000 Dark Shadows placements all across the city, <laughs> now there are 10,000 Wrath of the Titans placements all across the city. Mm. So, I assure you, uh, there was a ton of outdoor done for Inception, yeah. by which, I'm, by which we was, can deduce was, yeah. that Chris Nolan has no problem with outdoor and likes people to know that his movies are coming out. Yeah. There's going to be a huge outdoor presence for Dark Knight. I'm sure there will. I mean, there yeah. was right at, right at the end for, for uh, the second film. Right. You know, as a sort of an aside, we uh, Nick and I went to see Prometheus, and we were talking about the movie, and we're waiting in line for popcorn. Yeah, I was. We were just. I, was, I just read an art, an article um, about an interview with Christopher Nolan about um, directing a Bond film, or and maybe and maybe the fourth Batman or something, if he had thought about it or anything. Pardon and me. then, sure enough, we're standing in line at, at the Cineramadome getting getting popcorn, and behind uh-huh. us, Chris Nolan, Christopher Nolan. Wow. wow, waiting to buy popcorn. Actually, yeah, it was, and then. Did you do it? it? We didn't do anything. Good for you. I and applaud then, your restraint. And then we're urinating. 
it, it, the story is a little more unique because I you checked him out. On I happen to be I happen to have a hard time using the restroom in public places. Mm-hmm. Pee shy. I'm pee shy. Okay. Um, and so uh, we were with another Nick, and he he went Lanier. to the bathroom. Nick Nicholas Lanier. Yes. And he had gone to the bathroom in the Cinerama Dome. I followed him in to go and couldn't. So then I left, and and as I'm in there, I'm thinking, huh? Chris Nolan probably doesn't want to pee in this public restroom. Even if he has to go, he's probably going to wait till he gets home, right? No. He doesn't want to. Well, he doesn't want to deal with all. I didn't know. I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So then, anyways, we're walking back through ArcLight, and Ryan decides to go into another restroom, and I'm like, hey, I'll try again. Right. So then we walk in, and yeah. I mean, so I'm peeing, and as I'm peeing, I hear this voice go, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan. No. And I've got my dick in my hand, and I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm about. I'm about to. Uh, take back my and there is christopher nolan <laughs> getting ready to wash his hands so i'm supposed to i guess with dick hands Show say, hey, dick. chris nolan i'm <laughs> urinating but you're why awesome. so serious <laughs> <laughs> why so serious that's offensive huh. he lives um <laughs> around beachwood or bronson canyon and the interesting thing is, lives there with his wife slash producer and a mm. couple, and their kids. And the interesting thing about that is, of course, that Bronson Canyon is the location of the Batcave from the original Adam West as Batman TV series from the 1960s. He's and he's tiny- here permanently. What, what, what? He's here permanently. He's not back in London at all. No, he Chris Nolan lives in Los Angeles, as far oh, as I know. Yeah. I like these yeah. tiny little moments of synergy, though. You know, like, I, I know... Based on interviews from him that he, you know, loves Ridley Scott and is a big fan of right. Ridley Scott. So sitting in a theater watching a movie directed by Ridley Scott with and, Chris and, Nolan and Chris Nolan sitting in the theater. Yeah, because you're at this, you're at the ArcLight Cinerama Dome. You're not in the ArcLight where Chris Nolan could be going into Auditorium 11 while you're going into Auditorium 8. Yeah, you're all in the. If you're all in the restroom and the, you're, if you're all in the dome, the dome only shows one thing. It's a single screen. Right. So it's just this weird moment of. No, that's collective great. And by the way, it's part know. of what you, it's part of why you sold your grandmother's house in Ohio after you inherited it. Yes. Because yes. You, don't get to, you don't get to watch Ridley Scott movies in a Cinerama theater, one of two surviving Cinerama theaters in the country, restored with the director of your beloved Bat, you know, Dark Knight Batman trilogy. This is you true. don't get that experience you in Ohio. You do not get that experience. Or North Dakota. What's the difference between North Dakota and South Dakota, Nick Fink? Um, it's uh, they're just different. I mean, it's north, I think, and one is North Dakota is a little. It's 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 higher than South Dakota. Thank you, you know, Nick. If our listeners weren't <laughs> sure, no, they really don't. There's not really any like competition, anything like that. It's it's just like two different states. I mean, I don't really know much. Is there about a different South flavor? Yeah, I think South Dakota's grape, and North Dakota's is it apple? <laughs> I think it's a mystery flavor. The more persimmon. you chew, and- I think it's Professor Kinsey's favorite uh, fruit, persimmon. <laughs> um, but no, is there absolutely no difference culturally between North Dakota and South Dakota? I'm sure there is, but um, I, I, I don't know the difference. Well, how about between North Dakota and Arizona? Um, yeah, there's a big, big difference there. And which do you prefer? I prefer the people of North Dakota, the people of Fargo. Well, Fargo's like one of the top five places to raise a family in the U.S., so right. it's a great, great area. Someday you'll be back there raising your family with your American Idol dreams long behind you. No, thank you. The weather, <laughs> the weather is horrid. Is that so? Yeah, it, just got, it was just also voted number one worst weather city in America. Yeah. Um, year round or year just round. in the winter? No, all year. 
because worst winters, humid summers, unbelievable humidity. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, I went home for Christmas. It's 30 below. Yeah. Wow. It's terrible. And you come here where there's no stop, non-stop sunshine. Yeah, right. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's one of the no, few things the, I can't stand about it. If I want uh, snow, I can go get snow. I don't, you know, I mean, I can go drive up to Big Bear and go snowboarding. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to do that. You know, I love that. But I, there's right. no need for it otherwise. Do you snowboard? Yeah. That's, what's, that's what awaits us uh, fourth quarter of this year. Ryan Brooke, are you snowboard? That will be amazing. I haven't in a long time. Well, I'm snowboarding this year. Are you? Yep. Scuba in the summer. Scuba, Snow- then snowboarding. Snowboarding you, in... Is it like death sports? We need is it like rugby in the fall? <laughs> <laughs> we do. No, soccer in the fall. Soccer in the fall. Uh-huh. Oh, you never played that, done soccer before? Um, Mike Willer is going to teach me how to play soccer. It's good fun. What's up? I played soccer for five years. Adidas Sambas. I wear these for, um, for a- another reason, separate and aside from my soccer ambitions, that is more to do with high school... With my own high school experience. <laughs> hmm. Don't let him stick you and in goalie. Crushes on soccer boys. <laughs> Team Jack Mysteries. Yeah, Team Jack Mysteries on Sunday that night. That was just salt. ABC Family. Yeah. <laughs> Crushes on soccer boys. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, nothing, nothing makes a foot look hotter than an Adidas Samba soccer shoe, in my opinion. <laughs> they are hot-looking shoes. Yeah. Aside from whatever you're rocking there, Matt Cohen. Which looks like looks like they'd be worn by Shredder from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so Ninja. Oh, oh yes, I know. So Ninja Turtles. Do you been- want to pass the mic or here? Yeah. Well, that's, that's you, good. Can you can do it, Matt Cohen. Because guess what? Yeah, but but you got to weigh in on Ninja Turtles because you're your age, I'm my age, and that means I don't give a fuck about Ninja Turtles, and I never did. I mean, as far as I know, the only news is that they've shelved. Uh, Ninja Turtles. They shelved the production. The based on uh, script problems, they're saying officially they've they've told the production people indefinitely. Unofficially, it's going to be about three months. I can call Eastman months. and find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael Bay. Michael Bay is producing. Yes. Uh, and the other big thing, the other big controversy was it, it already had. It reminds me of Sopa and Peep almost, where they announced something and everyone's like, "Fuck you," and they're like, "Okay." Uh, the Ninja Turtle thing, they dropped the teenage and they dropped the mutant. mutant. They yeah. were going to be alien turtles that landed yep. on Earth and like skateboarded. Yep. They weren't going to have any of the baby turtle with the mutagen in the sewer or any of that. So they were already going a totally different route with it. Now, the word is that after John Carter and Battleship and then fucking G.I. Joe getting shelved till I'm 40, uh, they're, they're too scared because it's live action too. And it would be at least 150 mil, right? Yeah. So they're they're too gun shy right now. They say the script is shit. I'm sure it is. What's well, the third? It's the third Paramount delay in less than a month. It is right. Uh, G.I. Joe. What was the second? Um, what was he? World War, oh, they, and it looks like they might have shelved. Is they going to do? Ma- yeah. What is happening with World reshoots? Well, they've, they've already. Like. S- our friends at Hollywood. Our friends at Hollywood and Swine, whose headlines I occasionally blast out through my Facebook page, which you're all wel- welcome to join. I'll accept you immediately and then unsubscribe to you on my news feed. That's what's called an echoing device. Um, <laughs> our friends at Hollywood and Swine posted a headline last week that Taylor Kitsch joined the cast of World War Z seeking his next flop. <laughs> oh. So after John Carter oh. and Battleship. So for those in the room, and by the way, can I just say, I love having you here, Garth Franklin, because it's your job to fucking read everybody else's websites and stay up on what the fuck's going on in 
I'm too old and can't be bothered. Um, fill us all in, every, everyone who knows on Macron, I'm going to chuck this, on World War Z. And what are the troubles? Well, it's, uh, probably is, it's a $170 million film already. Starring, Starring Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt. Uh, and the girl from The Killing. That's about it. On the a novel by Max Brooks, which is basically, it's more of an anthology, and, short and it, story collection than a real novel. And it's all told through interviews, mm-hmm. the entire novel. There's no narrative. It's, no. It's, uh, it's an unnamed reporter traveling around the world gathering post-apocalyptic interviews with survivors mm-hmm. and stuff like that. A documentary, like, but in a book. Yeah. Read it, Nick, right? Yeah, yeah. I've read I've read parts of it. Yeah. And the, the I mean, thing. it's one of my favorite books ever in the audio yeah, book. The audio book is incredible, too. Like, I've never mm-hmm. done this, but... I, uh, they have different actors doing all the different roles, and some of them are some renowned actors and stuff, so mm-hmm. it's really fucking good. Uh, but the problem with the movie, it seems, is they, they scraped the <laughs> documentary aspect, and they made yeah. Brad Pitt kind of a roving reporter. The reason it worked as a book on its own is because it was separate stories that worked. Each has a quite distinct from each other. It's all about different aspects of... The zombie apocalypse Top down, stuff and you don't normally see in and it's these sort of movies. chronological too. So it'll start yeah. with someone who worked at a science lab that the disease came out with, and then the first no, was, first wave survivor. Yeah. Or it wasn't a science lab. It was, it was, a, was a it was a Chinese kid found it in that's uh, what it was. Yeah, a, yeah. Three year gorgeous dam went diving, got bit by something, and he became patient zero. And it, it, the whole uh, other element is that it's political. It's, it's all about how the different nations of the world react to different things. How the South Africans come up with this kind of brutal solution. Is it Japan? How Israel completely. Changes everything. One country just like shuts, like walls themselves in, and they're fine from the plague. I can't remember which. Yeah, one I think it was. South Africa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's an, it's an incredibly rich, compelling book. It looks like what the movie what they tried to do is just make it an action. Yeah, zombie they just movie. turned it into a more standard action movie, and they had to because they had to have a star. It's a lot of his stories are separate stories from different people being compressed into his storyline. So he experiences a lot so of the action. So it'll be Brad Pitt traveling, I'm guessing, from ground, from ground Zero time to whenever, mm. just meeting different people and getting their side of the story, kind of. But it just... And this isn't working at all. No, no and also, who's... Who, who I was... Uh, uh, Mark Forster. Yes. And yeah. the other... Th- Quantum of Shithouse. Yeah, and the right other right. line Ooh, is, yeah. is that <laughs> studio is not letting... <laughs> the thing I've read is studio is not letting Forrester have any fucking input whatsoever. Yeah, again, like he, they brought him in like two weeks <laughs> before general or something. Like he was only on pre for like really short. Max, did Brooks write the screenplay? I think he, I wrote think he did. Yeah. The first part, yeah. But he's uh, Lindelof's come in oh, to redo a lot of the apparently the second half. Getting a, a massive. They're doing like seven weeks of reshoots. Lindelof and Kitsch. Oh my god, this is gonna be the best movie ever. <laughs> So by the time it's done, it'll be over 200. Wow. Lindelof, Max Brooks, the novelist, and then Michael Matt, or Matthew Michael Carnahan, who wrote That's right, yeah. Narcan. on Narcan. Is that Joe's Narcan. brother? Yeah. He did State of Play. He did, um, well, well, he didn't do State of Play. He just copied that from the British one, and then he added some names. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So Paramount is shoving every fucking movie ever made. Wow. Well, it was like a knock-on fe- effect. It was like J.J. got first, and then it sort of affected everything after that. So as a result, 2012, there's barely anything on their schedule. So it's what, like what is happening with G.I. Joe? I mean, are they, is it extensive reshoots? I mean, obviously, we know that this 3D thing is kind of a ruse. 
And the Channing Tatum. Do we know? They blame me. There's the whole Channing Tatum thing. That's yes. Well, I know they want more of him. But the only only way they can do that is to give Duke a separate side story because they're not going to reshoot the entire fucking movie. So what I think is literally going to happen is they're going to shoot a a B-plot for this with Channing Tatum on his own. And maybe have a couple character cameo interaction things, but... Because we're going to go shoot a second movie. Before the delay, there was a test screening, which apparently went disastrously. Right. Um, and so I think a lot of, yeah, I think a side mission is the most logical thing just to. Because he just dies in the up. first 10 minutes or something yeah, like that. They all just die in the first 10 minutes. Was that so? Mm-hmm. Marlon Wayans and Rachel Griffith, uh, not Rachel Griffith, whatever her name is. Uh, and all the, uh, the girl from Star Trek. I think it is Rachel Griffith. They're not even in it. Nichelle oh. Nichols from Star Trek? Yeah. yeah. No, she was the green girl in JJ's remake. Right, okay. Uh, Marlon Wayans, Channing Tatum, um, Otto Ale, uh, everyone from the original cast, uh, Quaid, Santa Miller, none of them are back. Uh, Eccleston, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the only returning cast members are uh, Channing Tatum, Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, and Jonathan fucking Price as Zoltan. As the president. Okay. So, and that's G.I. Joe for you. Okay. Well, so there we are. Smaller budget, you know, mm-hmm. it was meant to be. Wow. But it leaves to- them with a very lean schedule for a year, which is actually quite. quite Until they get to Star Trek 2. Well, that, well, that gives them now G.I. Joe, Star Trek 2, World War Z, and a few other things next year. So they have a decent one next year. It's quite- My favorite thing about the one G.I. Joe thing is that the director hasn't said a fucking word. Since they since they uh, pushed it back almost a year, it was very talkative. Yeah, it's John Cho, the guy who did uh, Step Up Two, Step Up Three, and the Justin Bieber, the Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber movie, movie for Paramount, yeah, which yeah. is what direct led directly to him getting G.I. Joe, Joe sequel insane. at Paramount. I get that. I get that trajectory. I do. Bieber <laughs> to G.I. Joe. That makes <laughs> the next logical step. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else has changed in the week since episode 35? <laughs> Predict the news. It's funny, you're wearing the same clothes, which is unusual. <laughs> right. Well, I, 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 am, I am visiting. I only have a certain amount right. of dress. Have you guys seen any trailers? for Wreck-It Ralph yet? I haven't watched it yet. Is that on your radar? It's on my radar, probably only as a result of the fact that once a week... For the most part, people gather at this place or Greg Yolen's apartment and tell me things. Yeah, the only reason Wreck It Ralph is on my radar is I think a former podcast. It looks fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. For, for a video game fan, at least, it's basically Toy Story. For and it's Toy Story. It's it's uh, what happens when you walk away from your arcade cabinet. The actual the the characters are real and they all live in this kind of like monsters. And it's a Pixar film, right? No, uh, no. no, it's Disney animated. Oh, that's interesting. So it's not yeah. Pixar, but it's basic. It's like Monsters Inc. It's um, they all live in this central kind of video game character world, right? And they all get deployed into their respective games. And this one dude, the main character, is tired of being a bad guy, right? Uh, but what John they, C. Riley, John C. Riley. But the amazing thing with who they, is Wreck It Ralph? Yeah. Yes, he is. Who is tired of being a bad guy? With two Jack McBrayers, yeah. good guy, okay. I believe. But the cool thing about this, and the reason I'm incredibly fucking excited, uh, is. In the in the same sense of Roger Rabbit, which is my all time top films I've ever made, it's Nintendo and Sega and Capcom yeah. and all these companies coming together. Like you've got Street Fighter characters walking next to Sonic the Hedgehog, and walking next to Qbert, walking next to Bowser. You know what I mean? Zelda. Probably. I mean, they sure. they all those companies are in. As far as I can tell, it's those uh, Nintendo, Capcom, 
Sega, uh, Sony even. So it, right. it's going to be like one of those giant. Well, that's like the highlight of the trailer is the, there's a scene which is like a, a group therapy session. And it's like Zangief and Bowser from uh, the thing, the date? And Dr. Eggman and what? It's November? Yeah. yeah. It's close mm-hmm. to your <laughs> Close to Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, part two. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried. They haven't done- what I wonder is, how near is it to Skyfall? Yeah. I just know- uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, right? It might be- Yes, but <laughs> one comes in at number one, yeah. and the other one comes in at number two. It might That's be a generational thing too, but like Roger, like one of the, my most memorable scenes in film history is when the tunnel bus opened at the end of Roger Rabbit, and it's the "Smile, Darn You Smile" song, and it's like Mickey and Bugs and like the MGM characters, and like just a mashup Opens of your on November childhood. Two. They were gonna make a movie called um, "Fuck Me." It was do you? That's like it yeah, wasn't called "Fuck Me." It was set, but it's, don't worry, it's PG thirteen. It took place in a super. It was going to take place in a supermarket. I think they said it was too expensive, and you might know about this, Garth. And it was going to be um, once the supermarket shut down at night, all the mascots from the different products. Oh yeah, came alive. So it was going to be Tony the Tiger really? and yeah. uh, Count Chocula, Blueberry, Sam, Toucan Sam, oh, yeah. um, Aunt Jemima, Petto Bear, Petto Bear. <laughs> From Petto Bear Cookies. <laughs> well, speaking of Supermarket, I mean, one of the, one of the of film Petal screenings Bear. I had to turn down uh, to come on this trip was a film called Bait 3D, which was a, a, a tsunami floods a Queensland supermarket, and the people trapped inside are hunt, uh, hunt, like hunted by these giant sharks that swim into the supermarket, basically. Yeah, I'm so there. Wow. I'm so there, not going to lie. Blue, deep Blue Sea? Yeah. Um, Interesting. And um, how am I going to put this? <laughs> Savior Samuel Garth, yes or no? For me? For me personally? No, not for you personally, just in general. Yes or no? Uh, yeah. No, I think you think so? I think he's got a little rascal. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Little, uh, I think the expression, the expression. Oh, that, the, oh. The expression uh, yeah. used to be a hint of mint. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? I think so. I think so too. <laughs> this is Victoria's little bitch boy there in Eclipse. Yeah, I think so too. See, and he did do that gay surfing move, yes, surfer uh, movie, Newcastle, which was yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, it was right? actually a good, it's a very good film. My yeah. grandpa's expression. One time we were uh, having family dinner, and there was there was a rumor that one of my friend's dads was a gay guy. And my grandpa was like very old school, like Vegas, and and uh, at one point he just stopped us all and went, "Hey, don't paint the guy a fag." <laughs> so pa- paint, paint, painting a guy a fag is my favorite fucking term that's the hilarious he said, don't, the don't guy, paint don't the, guy, paint a the fag. guy a fag that's hilarious i'll follow that up with something that i learned at the mafia country club i waited tables at in northern new jersey for four years here's the expression um how do we oh after rocking the world with mom song last week one thing that's changed is that nick fink's head is so fucking big you can't even get it through the door frame right here's how that would be translated at the mo- here's how that would be translated at the mafia country club you ready he thinks who he is <laughs> what he thinks who he is the italians too they have more words for more things i can't i can't spell it could not spell it but moulin yam is one of about Five different derogatory words that they have for 
person of African descent, African American person. Again. What is it? Moulin Yam. Moulin Yam. Also, can't spell this one. Tsitsu. What? You sound like Asian dishes to me. I don't me. even know what the exact. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Italian, Italian expression for homosexual is, a, is fennel. Is what? Fennel. Like the salad. <laughs> fennel? Yeah. Fennel? Really? Yeah. And fagala is what? Yiddish? Fagala? Fagala. 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 It's fagala. And what's the Greek dessert? What's that called? <laughs> Feta? No. <laughs> the Feta layered, bear? Many layered. Baklava. Oh, baklava. Baklava. Baklava and fagala? Yeah, and fagala. Baklava and fagala. That's actually my crime fighting duo. That's right. <laughs> I, was like, I was looking for some sort of connection. The Jewish gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't paint the guy a fag. <laughs> well, actually, I had a debate about this with uh, with Yolan. We were discussing who who's he the gay James Bonds, and um, I, oh, right. I came up with the expression. Uh, I think this one likes a little extra salt on his martini. <laughs> <laughs> is that part of the st- is that part of the classic james bond martini recipe anyway S- any salt at all uh, you'd never know no right it's it's shaken not stirred right yes i mean look at grace jones in a view to a kill bond's fucked bikes before <laughs> oh, that's hilarious yeah garth what's your take on skyfall which is, which is opening the week before Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. I mean, Bond, to me, is more important than, you know, I was more of a Bond fan than I was a Star Wars fan. Or a Star right. Fan. It's like one of my big franchises. And, and how very you, much looking forward to it. How do you and go I hated the last one. And get it, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hated, hated the last one. one. With the Loved Casino Royale. Loved Casino Royale. Right. Yeah. So did I. But the, it seems like even, uh, even Craig has said that he wasn't that totally fond of, of Quantum of Solace, right? Uh, story, yeah, right? he, he enjoyed is. it much more than I did. He admits that the story might have had some. He enjoyed it much more than I did. I can't stand it. And, and the general word is is that this film definitely harkens back to some of the Connery. It's a Batman. That's begins. what I've heard. It's a exactly. Batman yeah. Begins yeah. take. Somehow, even though we know from the teaser poster and the teaser trailer already that Daniel Craig isn't looking any younger. In fact, he's looking a good deal older since last we saw him. They're looking a bit old by the. So what, aren't sorry, you feeling wait. Michael Fassbender? Oh, a few wow. people are feeling Michael Fassbender <laughs> for for James Bond. Yeah, aren't you feeling like a change is in the air? Yeah, I do. I feel that way. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I, I just is it is it a prequel? Is it a is Skyfall a prequel? Or something? It cannot possibly be a prequel no. because he looks so much older. So, but it's a. It goes. Uh, it goes back to the family heritage. Skyfall is the name of the of his house. And and, and, and what's up? And, All right. We go. Spoil it up. <laughs> what else do you know, Garth? And, for, and, and Skyfall also, is the name Skyfall of his. Lodge is the Bond is the Bond family manor. There's always oh. some connection. Has that always been? No, that's new. You've that's just spoil. You've just done a fucking spoiler on. It's going to be mentioned Team in Jack. the trailer, so don't worry. In the next trailer, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so also, also, the rumors are that Judy Dench is. This is uh, last. that now. I can't. Are you want to go into spoilers? <laughs> well, do you? You don't have to. I can, I can if you want, but it's up to you. I've heard. Yes, I've heard Judy. <laughs> Yes. I've All right. Heard. Look. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm a Bond fan, so I can throw these. Win it, win it. I love. By the way, let me just say, I love that alarm klaxon that's in all the trailers and TV spots for Prometheus. It's from the original Alien. Yeah. That came from. Did it come from Alien? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think no, no, no. It's the. Is it from Aliens? Yeah, it's from Alien. It's from. Yeah. Oh, it is? I thought it was from the first one. It Alien. Was, 
Yeah, the first, the first one. Yeah, yeah. It was the same. We need to isolate that sound effect and use it anytime we have. They use it. It was on the trailers because the trailers used so, the original Alien trailer. If you go back to that one, the whole second half of that trailer is just the klaxon. That's the only noise. It's that. Yeah. Until Jones the Cat screeches, and then there's this weird kind of. I mean, I know this trailer <laughs> backwards and forwards. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, it's so, actually from the film, not just the trailer for that film. Right, correct. and he and he cut that trailer himself, by the way. Ridley Scott cut yeah. the trailer for Prometheus. no, no, no. The alien Scott yeah. cut the trailer for Alien. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. All right. So okay. So James, Spoiler. wait. Let's Dench. okay. Ryan, you guide it. You need to re- like a spoiler tag. Say that. Give it a real. Sing a sing uh, a spoiler. It's another spoiler alert. Whoop. <laughs> do something sexy though. Yeah, do something. I sing it sexy. Um spoiler. We got a spoiler alert. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty game to me. Yeah. Um alert. All right. So, Ryan Dame Judith Dench. Yes. Does she dead? Dead in this movie. Yeah. Killed pretty early on in the film. New M comes about. Uh, The general general thing is Ralph. Ralph Fiennes is their second spoiler, by the way. Ralph Fiennes is essentially the new M. That's that's the talk. Q is uh, Ben Wishel. It was actually a great choice. Okay, that was my third question. So the three were she dies, he becomes the new M, and who is the Q? Who's Q makes an appearance in this film? Ben Wishaw, who's uh, the difference with him is he's quite young. He's only about 29, 30, maybe. But he's been a few, he's a really good actor. Very good choice for the role. Um, he wasn't. wasn't one. There wasn't. No. Uh, that was the last two Brosnan ones. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's right. As a hologram. The question, the one that, still, that people still aren't sure of is, um, and is Money Penny. Is they reckon that uh, it's oh what's her name? She played uh, main girl, Naomi <sighs> Harris. Uh, Maggie Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi Harris is she's playing an agent called Eve, but they reckon she will become Money Penny. And that's, that's what do we know about it. the villain? Is played by Javier Bardem. Uh, Silver is his name, and he's the whole plot is that he's getting revenge on M. Okay, so it was uh, some something she did in her past. Okay, and he's basically sitting out to destroy everything and everyone she knows. I do know. Um, MS- what else do you know about that villain? <laughs> Does he like extra salt? Because I'll tell you a thing or two okay. off off mic. I'll tell you a thing or two. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know he destroys. Well, he- Persons we know have breached a certain NDAs. <laughs> so I can tell you a thing or two about that villain that you might not know. With the wig, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, I need to. Know it is on his head, but it is not on top of his head. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's a Bond villain. It is a Bond villain. Let me just say that. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say something else. Mm-hmm. Moonraker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. I'm not making Jaws references, are we? No, Ryan, you have something on your cheek. Just kidding. I know. <laughs> um, I do know there's a big thing with apparently they attack MI6, and that's why Bond and M flee. That's when they go to Skyfall. They flay? Flee. <laughs> flay. <laughs> yeah, are we going to see the destruction of MI6 perhaps in the opening sequence? Not in the opening sequence, but early on, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think, hmm. that, I think that's what, uh, what propagates the second act. Will pro- the end of the first act will be. You know, the thing about uh, these MI6 movies, and Garth, maybe you know what you obviously have a take on this. 
I, I loved Casino Royale. Yeah. Thought it was a real return to form. I thought Quantum of Solace was sort of like, um, what was the, the god-awful second, Timothy Dalton? License to Kill. License, License to, to Kill. kill. Same yeah. idea. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I don't like the path we're going down here with this. Mm-hmm. So when I hear the Quantum of Solace of directed by Mark Forster, right. Casino mm-hmm. Royale directed by... Martin Campbell. Martin Campbell. Okay. okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we hear the... All of it produced by the Broccoli's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who do you blame for each of those movies? Who do you credit for Casino Royale? And why didn't the magic get back in the bottle for Quantum of Solace? Well, that's a good question. But before I answer that question, that, actually. and I'll throw that to your question. The destruction of MI6, yeah. the, the, the death of a beloved character, mm. d- does this sound like the right direction yes. for this? Okay. Really? Our franchise? Uh, I mean, yes. if you didn't like what I didn't like about the two films we mentioned, which yeah. to me... Which, by the way, exist wildly. in every form of media available to man, so you can say exactly what you didn't like about those films. Well, what I are you th- referencing specifically? I thought they were... Uh, oh my God, I could break it way down, but I mean, one of, the, one of the things, there's a lot of convention to the Bond movies that we like. We, we do. You know, we, we like the Q briefings. You know, we like the, 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 the great, beautiful, exotic sets. We, uh, you know, we like the uh, the numerous set pieces, which sort of end in kind of a fantastic way. I bet we like the fact that now that sometimes they're they're more sort of grounded in reality. What we don't like about those two films is how gritty and how sort of impoverished. Uh, or do we like that? Do you like the gritty? The problem uh, thing with Bond is Bond is partly in, its, in itself. We miss you, Greg Yolen. It's partly in itself a, a, a slight satire. There has to be a level of that to it. Did you know, Bond, by the way, that Matt Cohen has read the Bonds? Yes, I've, I've been. Kept have you finished? <laughs> okay, but well, you know but, what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. no, no. But the, but the Bond films specifically, um, a bad, serious Bond film is I usually find the worst. License to Kill and Quantum of Solace to me are the worst because they are when when Bond goes serious and goes bad. It's like then License it's to Kill is just like a bad Miami Vice episode. Absolutely Bad camp agree. bond is terrible, but you can forgive it for what it is. It's just yes, but I'm using camp in the British sense as opposed to the Australian sense, <laughs> which is okay, something, so that, something, that's, something that's bad that takes itself so seriously yeah. and has absolutely no idea how bad it is. Here's Great the yardstick, Real Jack. camp. The far end of that, in my opinion, is a view to a kill. Hmm. That's, that's an example of the bad when it gets bad. Camp. Bad. Like yeah. the, the baddest camp of the bad. versus campy. Yeah. What's good camp for you? A good campy bond? Yeah. I have mine. Ooh. Mine's Moonraker. I'm just giving you that. Is it? No, Moonraker is a good campy bond. Love uh, it. Spy Who Loved Me. Someone, yeah. No, no. Spy Who Loved Me is actually a bit more serious. Yeah. Fun. Somewhere in Lo- time. Oh, Live and Let Die. Somewhere in time. That, I find, I can't. I can't it. watch it. Do you with me on that? I, I Live right. and Let Die it has yeah. the best theme song, I think. Yes. And it's, it is, it is, it is horrible i can't <laughs> why i can't get through that movie when when bond becomes too informed by what's going on in the culture at the moment yeah that's usually when it's weak living let die was it was completely black exploitation inspired huh. try to include a lot of that didn't work license to kill tried a lot of, a lot of that miami vice 80s right. action sort of thing didn't, didn't work. work quantum of Solace, it was trying to be born it was much more trying to be born than casino royale was huh. and it just again just did not work it's Yesterday, BBC America was running like every Pierce Brosnan Bond movie in a row, and yeah, I, I saw I, that like, stumbled through like four of them. Right, they're all really, really bad, which upset me because like Goldeneye was the greatest fucking movie ever made when I was a kid, and it still kind of holds right. up. 
But whatever the one Halle Berry is in, Die Another Day. And this might this die might be a weird example day. about it taking it too seriously, but it was the end of the movie, and it was that awful main villain fight when the guy had like the cyber suit on and the fucking and James Bond and Halle Berry are like stalking through the hallways looking for something, and the looks on their faces are so fucking serious, and a noise happens, and Bond goes like, <gasps> "I don't think James Bond would be that." I see in my mind, James <laughs> Bond should be cool. It's a cat. He should be cooler than that. Like he should yeah. never be scared or that concerned. Yeah. It's yeah. weird to watch James Bond. <laughs> as like random dude in a hallway as a with a bitch as a bitch kind of bitching out you know what i mean bond yeah. should always have a fucking smirk on his face and a drink in his hand i feel like it is parody well that's sean sense. connery that's sean connery that, those are yeah. i like those are the best and like yeah. and I, I we've talked about this before but like i hated the casino royale so much i never even saw quantum of solace wow so i'm yeah I'm, I, w- I won't be seeing skyfall either i don't think i'm gonna huh. take a pass oh come on matt Cohen. what else are you gonna do because well, you said before and shampoo your when cat we first started this dog thank you uh when we first that started this Clean your cat. You said this new one is supposed to be like Batman Begins, right? That is what I've heard from but someone very well placed. Wasn't that fucking Casino Royale's billing? Like, That's what, what I thought. How many times can we reboot a franchise in three movies? Franchise. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I should leave all the singing to Nick. If, if, if Casino Royale was a reboot, then why are we rebooting it again two movies later? Well, because movie. Sam Mendes comes on and says, well, what I'd like to do is, and they say, okay. But how Isn't they, there a general perception, though, Garth, that that Quantum of Solace was just an absolute failure, even though it yes. didn't make bad money? Oh, it well, just, it didn't no, it make made, good it money. Made as much money as Casino Royale, pretty much. Right. I think it was a little bit under. Right. Um, but the general consensus is yes, it's a dud. Yeah, it was and a dud. The, it, it was hampered right from the beginning. It was around the time of the writers' strike, so they had script problems right, right from the get-go. Right. Um, Do you have Daniel the script Craig, for Skyfall, by the way? Hmm? Do you have the script for Skyfall? No. No. Do you collect scripts? No, I don't read scripts. I very Traffic in avoid scripts. Them. I I very <laughs> deliberately avoid them. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. But, uh, but with that one, they had the, the whole problem with the strike. Daniel Craig had to rewrite some of the stuff himself on set. Right. Um. The, the actual trouble production. They threw out all the people that were involved in Casino Royale and opponents of the other ones beforehand, and that Mark Foster brought in his own team. Right. He cut it to shreds. It's, it's like half an hour shorter than any other Bond film. They spent twice as much practically as they did on Casino Royale for it. Interesting. Um, and it just was a mess. Whereas with this one, it's not just because Mendes is on it. It's because, you know, the se- second unit director, the production designer is all, is all basically all the people from Casino Royale back in this Right, one. okay. Um, Eric yeah, Roger arriving. is doing the cinematography. He's like top notch. Right. So, so it's not seen so much as a reboot as sort of a well it's a, re- a re- it's they're realigning yeah the, i mean the, the, the tenants they're changing that- m but it's still m right they you know they're bringing back cube it's, it's a re- it's a realignment basically yeah, people are still, of the franchise. i mean look, look, still had techies doing stuff oh my god <laughs> eric Odom brings us burritos fresh. Fresh. And, and we just lost all the podcasters hey everybody's there now getting up different team Greet Eric we only have Odom. 14 minutes, guys. Hold it in. Hold it in. We're at 42? Okay. Really? How did that happen so fast? <laughs> have, a sit. have a seat, Duder. But you want a good campy one? I'll, uh, the one, uh, one of the films I will defend to my dying day. Please. Of all the films. Which could be today. This is a subject I'm very passionate about. Octopussy. Love Octopussy. Yeah. Love Octopussy. <laughs> and I, you know what? Because it, everybody sort of knows exactly what mo- that movie is. Yeah. Here's and what I think I want. it's 
It's no, keep going, Ryan. It's the perfect uh, Sean. It's the perfect uh, Roger Moore. You're going to sing him. Well, because a lot of people with that film to get us out of this can't stand some of the touches with it. There's the thing where he's swinging through the jungle and the Tarzan noise comes on. Yeah, there are a couple of moments in it which are just, of course, I don't like pure silliness, which takes it too far. But if you can sort of get over those, yeah. there's an actual the actual setup is one of the best ones in the entire series. I think there's so. some really good action sort of stuff. Called the countdown fall. thing in the, in the circus is actually one of the most best suspense sequences. And when you say yeah. that, it's actually I think the best acted for Roger Moore. There is there are a lot of moments uh, in there. Well, for instance, yeah, even those little moments where Not he about that. bless. <laughs> <laughs> you know when when he uh, kills uh, the one of the knife guys or whatever, and he said you know he said, this is for whoever the agent was, you get a real sense that this is, he means it. This is serious. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. He's not, they're, they're that's for 009. That's right. He said that. Yeah. yeah. Well, then he did that more in uh, Fear Eyes Only. That's Fear Eyes Only is one of the well, that underrated. that is the serious Roger Moore film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the more underrated ones. Yeah. There's that one where he kicks the guy off the cliff deliberately saying, you know, because he killed the other girl. The I think girl. that's a terrific film. Yeah. You know, and that's one where it does seem kind of timeless. Like you say, time. that's the example where you're like, uh, what are you looking for? His phone. You found it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those films. It does seem like it's it's pretty timeless. It, it's not a victim of its period. Mm. Except for the Sheena Easton song, though that's so it's, okay, also one so, of the, it's also one of the few that's been closest to the books since since uh, oh, they it? pretty much finished it. Right. Because it was three. Eric three Oden, acts, do you like Bond movies? The first story. <laughs> Can you say it to the camera? No, it is limited. Not the guy for Bond movies. <laughs> Not the guy for Bond movies. That's Eric Odom. Okay, so here's the thing about the coming Skyfall, though. They have not yet announced, though we all suspect that they will be announcing that uh, the next Bond girl to perform the next Bond theme will be Adele. Yeah, everyone's right. Really? I mean, pretty much making it sort of a, presumed yeah, to be. Great. Yeah, makes, unless her makes, vocal cords blow out sense. again, it's yeah. sort of a foregone conclusion. Right, yeah. no, two, plus, two girls two girls lots of well, normally they keep effects. that quite close to the actual release but this this is one of the occasions where that's been building for about a year at least yeah you know, yeah okay so here's the thing so until that announcement we have an opportunity here an opportunity here to have a, she's here to perform to have our own <laughs> yes bond theme song yes called skyfall as performed by nick fink Nick, what you should do is go out the front door, get on YouTube, watch the teaser trailer for Skyfall, watch it a few times, let the imagery just wash over you, and then come back in here and and yes. um, make that song up. Yeah, croon that song for us, man. Fireballs. If as Cohen says, so shall it be. Yeah. Yeah, right. take all this. It's one of the easiest think. titles to fit. We have about lyric, fifteen more minutes for you to figure the, figure your shit out. Yeah, I'm already on the Wi-Fi, so go ahead. It becomes popular. We're now making parody called Skyfall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Eric Odom, you missed him, Nick Fink's singing debut on. Um, <laughs> He's on Grinder so. on episode thirty-five <laughs> with his mom song. It's unbelievable! <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, I know. We'll play it for him. Oh, who's this kitty? Oh, he's three meters away. Oh. <laughs> oh, um, snap. Okay, so...
So, so Bond is it, is that the most uh, is that the film you're most anticipating in terms of your, for the rest of the year? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Bond, yeah. Uh, then Hobbit. I think later after that, um, Twilight, of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look, stick. Look at that. <laughs> it is a giant fucking branch that it keeps carrying like back and forth. What's up? I'm still, um, des- I'm still desperately awaiting the first still of a, <laughs> the first still of a certain appearance. Peter the Nomad in the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll have a still of Peter out. Garth just said he's awaiting your first still. Your so-called character reveal. Yeah, hopefully within the, hopefully before Comic-Con. Um, are you, what are you looking forward to more, Skyfall or the conclusion of the Dark Knight trilogy? Ooh. Mm, tough. Ooh. They're both so dark and so manly. <laughs> Ooh. But only one has Judy Dench. They're both so True. real and gritty. True. Um. Yeah, probably at the moment uh, Batman because it's so close it is you know, only a few weeks away at most right. um, but you know that'll change <laughs> right almost. I've, le- I've learned long ago to overcome expectation when it comes to movies and what about uh, anyway to survive what about the almost three hour running time and when you're in the theater oh, right. 15 yeah, minutes I... of two hours and 45 minutes yeah it's long <laughs> you hear that yeah I, I, see I, I can I... chew all that up we had this conversation three yeah. podcasts ago and I'm all I'm all about that it doesn't bother me because I, I watch uh, I mean television for example these days I watch marathon stuff right I don't really watch episode week by week very much very often right, right. So. I think a lot of people are nervous I, I really have to say I think at a lot length? of people are, are nervous no at DC and and Warner Brothers about how they're going to handle out handle the the conclusion the, of the this finale. Finale. Well, the fact that so many do third superhero films have mm. been yeah, Spider-Man three, Superman three, awesome. forever. It's like there's never been a really good one. Yeah, <laughs> off the head. The yeah. fact that he's doing it as a conclusion, which means there's only one or two or three things he can ways he can go with Batman, as right. in you know, kill him, retire him, hand him over to Gordon Levitt or whatever. Right. Um, right. So that what he's going to do? Who knows? <gasps> Yeah, do you the trailer know? gives away quite a bunch of it. Actually, do if you, you look know? at that trailer very carefully, the most recent one, it practically gives up a lot, lot of. Not, the not to mention, half. like there are two or three kids' books out now, which give away major plot points. They have a lot of stills. No, they're illustrations, but they 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 kind of break down Selena Kyle's motivations in the movie. Okay, and uh, which are kind of yeah. interesting. See, I got her motivations from one shot in that trailer. It's like one shot in there that. Just explain her entire character arc to me mm-hmm. in one go, and that's the shot of her backing away from the grate. There's a hand on the other side. Mm. You see that, and you re- and you figure out what they're what. Combine that with the rumors that are coming out. You're thinking, ah, oh, I see what this movie's going. Huh? And that's what it is. Huh. She, she's a bad guy, and she turns a good guy. Well, that's her was, character. After, after she sort of flip flops in the comics constantly. Yeah. yeah, she's never. Totally Ryan, that's your one number side. one movie you're looking forward to for the rest of the year, right? Still, Dark Knight, for the sure. only unknown to me with Dark Knight story wise at all is who Joseph Gordon Levitt is, right? Because it's 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 Nightfall. Uh, Talia and Rachel are going to be in there. Ba- he's going to get brought back in the Lazarus Pit. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like everything they've shown me leads me to believe it's exactly that. However, I don't know who Joseph Gordon Levitt is, and I don't know why Catwoman knows him. That right. leads me to okay, think he's so, Nightwing and or Jean Paul Valley's character. So, so Matt, right. there's a uh, there's a here's a the toy related thing for you. There, there's a a secret uh, sixth figure in the movie Masters Mattel line, which is called Batman Two. 
Not necessarily, because the figures could also be uh, after Batman gets injured, he gets a new outfit to help him walk again. Yeah. Because he probably he can't perform his super Which would also go into the Bane mythology, mm. where Batman got his back broken. Right. But you can't, do, you can't do the Nightfall explanation of, you know, it's some sort of psychic doctor who heals him and that sort of thing. That won't fly. No, no, no. no. But we do know the figure's called Batman, too, and we do know it's not, it's, it's not what people thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just a repaint of the action figure. It's not that. So that's, no, no, kind, of like a, new that's kind of a bad spoiler in a way. I mean, that's huh. sort of like people are, oh, I guess we, did we do the spoiler song? Right, we did do that early on. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. but people I misinterpret think- certain things. It's like um, one of the first things they shot was a, like a green pool in India. Everyone thought it was Lazarus Pit. When it actually made, it's much more makes sense. It's a green screen for that prison that's at the base of that shaft. Right. They, they keep showing in all the trailers. Oh, people get thrown that? in. Okay. It's not Arkham, yeah. Black, Black, Black. Oh. Hmm. I think it's the Gotham City prison. I think it's some hole in the middle. Of, that's, that's the prison where Bane grows, oh. grows up in. And throws into the hole Hmm. My most anticipated film, honestly, shockingly, was Prometheus. Right. Yeah, Prometheus is very. Was now that it's behind you. Now it's behind me. It's the dark. There is dark night. Yeah, and and out 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 of that. uh, Skyfall. Skyfall. Oh no, you don't. That trailer is still like one of my favorites ever, and I love I love Leica. I love Coraline. Okay. Um, I think it looks fucking fantastic. Isn't that coming out? Like, didn't that come out in two a, weeks ago? In a month? It no, like it didn't it come did. out. It didn't come out yet. I would know, sir. I'm very excited for that movie. Well, that's more uh, so than Frank. One person. More so than Frank. <laughs> what are you talking about? That tra- everyone loved that trailer with Donovan okay. with the season of the witch thing, the teaser. Really? I really like that trailer. Yeah. Really? <laughs> he seems shocked. How far apart are are Paranorman and Frank and Weenie opening from each other? Uh, Paranorman's August. Yeah, and then Frank and Weenie's October, like Halloween. Okay. Well, what about Frank and Weenie? Does that is that just like ten years too late, or what's the? Deal? It feels too late. Yeah, it feels a good few years too late. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was it. Was a thing based? Yeah, he he directed this. It's old. Oh, yeah, sorry, Frank. Um, well, it ain't Henry Selleck. No, it's not Henry Selleck. No, no, no. Yeah. Mm. Corpse Bride. Who's actually directing the animation portions of? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Frankly, yeah. I assume it would be the same sort of production as Corpse Bride. They just we have someone else in charge. I never saw Corpse Bride. It's not. A I don't I'm not. A, I'm. But you know, you heard from. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a Nightmare Before Christmas fan either. I'm not a Tim Burton fan. Oh, sort of boring. I used to be. I was a Tim Burton '80s sort of fan. I kind of. After Ed Wood. I'm a Tim Burton Batman fan, kind of. Like, like, uh, hands or Ed Wood. I, I like the character of Edward Scissorhands. I like the castle, and I like all the Vincent Price business. For but for me, the surrounding suburbia beneath stuff all felt like another movie what about edward edward i think is the masterpiece I, that's I'll, my favorite by i will far. give you edward yeah, that's edward my favorite the masterpiece. that's my favorite yeah. burton movie by far by yeah. far yeah. by far of all things beetlejuice i think beetlejuice is beetlejuice a great is movie edward. great movie edward is what is the better planet film. of the apes i would agree oh, <laughs> 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 I like yeah. the elements of Mars Attacks. Yeah. 
I fucking love. I love the opening sequence. I like portions of the. That was the last one. Oh yeah, yeah. I no, I didn't I didn't so why did why did people like? I liked a lot of Sleepy Hollow. Mm. Yeah, the, some issues. Beautiful Hollow, look. It's a beautiful looking, amazing color. look. Why, why does? I mean, I know the answer to this. But why do people like Tim Burton direct something like Planet of the Apes? You know, if they're not, if I mean, if it's. Because he's a trillion dollar director at this exactly. point. Like, the beginning of be happy to have him the on beginning anything. of Tim Burton's movies being other properties that he didn't create that he could just put his weird fucking gothy little twist on because he yep. hasn't made an original movie in since, since Big Fish. Is that Warner Brothers just all not been having any imagination saying, I'll give it to Tim Burton, he'll do a little quirky thing and it'll well, open well, after Alice, it Alice in Wonderman made what a billion dollars. He can Unbelievable. write whatever, he can do yeah, what the fuck he wants. Um, no. He's yeah. got like at least, you know, I will always maintain that movie is a fluke for making that kind of money. It's just Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. The fact it's that it made that kind of money is yeah, it's, yeah, a it's fluke, kind of, it is weird. Fluky. It is yeah. it fluky. feels fluky. Because by the way, I don't know one person I'll pro- I'll be proven wrong within about six seconds, but I don't know one person in my life, except for you, Garth, who's seen it. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Really? Oh, I'd say I don't know to one person. I have seen a three D TV and I've seen it and I and I can say after having watched it, because I buy 3D movies since I've got a 3D TV. I just thought, what the fuck is this thing? I saw it. Right. Oh, well, were you it stoned? Is, no, of course I was. But okay. uh, removing that, <laughs> it's definitely, in my opinion, Burton's worst film and one of the most offensively bad movies ever made, in really? my mind. Mainstream, horrendous plot, doesn't fucking matter, nothing matters. It's wow. just the dumbest fucking... It, it, there's no reason for any of the things they do in the movie. It's wow. not... Uh, you didn't see it, right? She like she's not aware that she's she she this is a sequel to Alice in Wonderland so she's already been there and come back correct but she doesn't remember having gone there for the entire length of the movie like until fuck. like the end of the third act but it makes no fucking difference when she remembers it right. so every right. single plot device in that film had zero payoff or reason for even existing huh it, it was horrible it was worse than Wonka and Wonka I saw in fucking theaters. And that was one of the worst movie-going experiences in my life. So fuck Burton. The only live-action Alice the in Wonderland I ever did was Wonka was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That was a great set, but it was like it was a shit film. <laughs> the only live-action Alice in Wonderland movie I have any interest in whatsoever is Dream Child. It's about the writing, the, the relationship between Lewis Carroll and the girl who inspired Alice. Neverland. When did no, that this came? Like this is a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, this is in the I would say early to mid nineties. Yeah, great, another one great, of those lost nineties movies. We talked about great movie. With that being yeah. said, do you think do you think Burden ever makes an original film again? Because it's no. n- it's been four. Planet of the Apes, Willie, uh, Charlie Chocolate Factory, Alice in Wonderland, whatever the last fucking Shark Shadows. Yep. So that's the last five years of this guy's career doing adaptations of shit. Yeah. Is he done forever making original movies? I suspect. Uh, I wouldn't know about forever, but certainly for a while. Well, I mean, yeah. he's going to say Frankenweenie is going to be his yeah, but personal a remake thing. of his own film. That's a remake of a student film. Yeah. Yeah. But it's harking back to his of a student film inspiration, Cal Arts, yeah, that stuff. I'm just trying to exactly. Know. But isn't that promoted by the culture at the moment, which is all too afraid to do anything? You know, original yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Is and it time for... The, uh, the conglomerate would much rather pay him to do Tide Laundry Detergent, the motion picture, <laughs> than take a chance on anything original, <laughs> even from yeah, Tim Burton. Yeah, Helen Mirren Carter would be in, too. Yeah. because oh, Johnny... Helen Mirren Carter. <laughs> Matt Cohen tells me we're at an hour. Should I bring in... Yeah. yeah. Nick Fink, are you ready with that Skyfall I guess no theme Comic-Con, song? I guess no Comic-Con list, Jack? 
No, I think we'll save that for a, um, a pre-Comic-Con episode that we'll record. Okay. In between Virginia and San Diego. All right. <laughs> for we'll do us. That. Okay. How'd you get, how'd you, Here did we you go. get there, Nick? <laughs> do you want to save it up and come back? Do you want to save it up and do it right before Comic-Con? Here's the thing. All right. <laughs> Executive decision, because it is Team Jack after all. Given the fucking brilliance of Mom's song, right. which you not only performed, but conceived and wrote. Birthed. We're going to give you two weeks to come up with a Bond theme song. A full... And it should be called Skyfall. Well, of course. Okay. So, yeah, because... We've got two episodes in the can now. Then Eric and I are going to Virginia. Then we're coming back. We'll we'll be back here for like four days before descending to mm-hmm. uh, San Diego for Comic Con. Yeah, we'll record during that time. We'll bang out another show. So you've got you've got time because I think if we actually give you time to write, right, then it'll be a lot better. It'll than be just, so good. I mean, yeah. it was already all right. You know, I think. I- what's up (laughs) um all right so yeah anyway what else happened you didn't miss anything it was more endless jibber jabber about tim burton movies and james bond (laughs) yeah do we have a title mouth favors what was it mouth mouth favors mouth favors huh mouth favors is good it's good all right so team jack on Facebook, look for the Kyle Cummings illustration. Join our Facebook page. Uh, read the Q&As in the blog at teamjack.com. We have a Tumblr account, which I think is teamjackftw. We're also on Pinterest under Team Jack. On Twitter, we're team underscore Jack, and I'm Jack underscore Morrissey with two R's and two S's. Sitting here with Matt Cohen at Camel Toad. Camel like the cigarettes, Toad like his girlfriend. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nick's mother. Oh, that's right. Or that's no. right. What am I saying? Um, Garth Franklin. Yep. Perhaps she'll join us again before Comic Con. Love to. Um, with Greg Yolen, hopefully. Yep. Uh, no, that will actually not be possible. Greg Yolen is out of town. We'll be out of town. Um, on Twitter at Dark Horizons. You can also uh, follow website. Garth's legendary website. He was there. You were. Do you predate Ain't It Cool News? No, but about the same time. We're close. Darkhorizons.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, Ryan Brookhart on Twitter. That's right. At Ryan Brookhart. And I'll be no e. with him. So. You have no website? No. And uh, Nick Fink. Nick Allen, A-L-A-N, Fink, with no E at the end on Twitter. You also have a Facebook fan page with yeah. a black and white headshot. And uh, <laughs> I think it actually might be like a senior pick or something like that. The two of you wonder twins are doing Comic-Con together this year. Hey, Ryan yes, and Nick are. on the exhibit hall floor. I suppose we are. That's right. And um, that's it, right? All right, so episode 36, Mouth Favors, out.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Prepare to be smotivated by Smodcast.com's guru of gab, Kevin Smith. Pick up his new book, Tough Shit, Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good. Available now in hardcover, enhanced, digital, and audiobook. Learn who inspired Kev and be inspired to follow your dreams. It's like a Tony Robbins seminar on steroids and with a lot more fucking profanity. Neil Gaiman says, I suspect at that Kevin Smith is what all gods and demons aspire to be. And Tim Burton says, I certainly would never read anything written by Kevin Smith. Pick up Tough Shit, Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good by Kevin Smith. Available every goddamn where. Love movies? What a goddamn coinkydink. So does Kevin Smith. Want to be on his weekly geekly talk show, Spoilers on Hulu? Kev is looking for people to watch this summer's big screen blockbusters, then sashay down to the Smotco Studios at Universal City Walk in Hollywood and talk about them. Sign up for the studio audience waiting list at smodcast.com slash spoilers. Do it! Do it now! <laughs> Smodco needs to put asses in seats for Dark Knight, Spidey, Total Recall, and more. Smodcast.com slash spoilers.